Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex and arrive at episode number 451. And there really are such things as macra, because I saw them animated. I'm Keith. <laughs> I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Pretty good. I'm really good. I've been off since Thursday of last week. Oh, lucky uh, you. And I don't go back until Monday of next week. So Nice. And you were complaining about working overnight. I was? Yeah. Like two weeks ago. <laughs> That's about long it's been since I've seen you. Oh, oh. No, I, I last time I was here, I, I did, hadn't done it overnight. Now you were getting ready to. Oh no, that's right. Because yeah, we were off last. We were off last week. That's right. Yeah. So two weeks ago it was. <laughs> we were off, and so was Glenn. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> did, did you do anything on holiday? Now the truth comes out as to why we couldn't get together. <laughs> why does the truth come out? Because you were off and you didn't want to leave the house. <laughs> he was I too busy doing week. holiday stuff. I wasn't <laughs> off last week. You said you were off last you said you were, Thursday. I've been off since Thursday, but we would have recorded last Thursday. Oh, you're, you're talking just Thanksgiving. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. I've been off since Thursday of last week. Sean doesn't know what day it is. I, I don't not, know what day it is. I was sitting there going, but we would have recorded on Monday, so I would have had to work that day. I don't know what day it is. No, it was the, yeah, it was the previous Friday. It was the week before that on Friday I worked overnight. And then I worked Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of last week. And then was off. I've been off since Thursday, so. I haven't done anything. I we went over to my folks for uh, Thanksgiving, and had a really delicious meal and some fun time with family. And that's pretty much all we did for our turkey day. Nice. We had family over, and I cooked, and it turned out pretty good. Yeah, burned the turkey. Did not burn the turkey. It was <laughs> nice and moist, nice and juicy. So <clears throat> yeah, it was pretty fun. We had family over. I did not cook. <laughs> it was good. Nice and moist. Which was probably a good thing, right? <laughs> you know, it's. I've made turkey. I'm okay at it. Um, it's just not my thing. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I don't like touching poultry. I kind of have an issue with that. So anything raw chicken, raw turkey, it just. Yeah, it kind of gets into that. I don't know. Nah. I'll do it if I have to, but. <laughs> Mel does it, and so I don't have to. <laughs> we did just a small turkey breast and predominantly didn't have ham available because most people, most of our family doesn't like turkey. It was just a couple people that do. So, But it, was, it wound up being a really good turkey. I liked it better than the ham this year. Italian seasoned. Did you guys watch anything? I finally watched The Mandalorian. Oh. Are you caught up? I am all caught up. All four chapters. You're I am one all caught up. No, oh, I caught, we watched four tonight. Ah. Yeah. So good. Let's talk Mandalorian. <laughs> it's It's been a while since I've had a show where I've been itching this badly to watch yeah, the next one and not yeah. have it available. That's kind of the that's kind of the kicker about Disney Plus is the fact that they drop it weekly like a like a TV series and it's just like <gasps> this is one that I would of course if we had it I'd mainline the whole thing in all eight hours in one day right <laughs> so maybe it's a good thing I'm wait, having to wait week to week but although I've got this week off so I couldn't be doing that <laughs> and it's just so phenomenal the. From the music to the feel and the look of it, it's just the direction, the acting, it's 
there's nothing. The only bad thing I can say about it is I'm disappointed that the episodes are a little short. They they're a little short? They aren't a full hour. Well, they're like... I want a full hour. They're like, they're like 30 minutes. No, no, no. There's they're one was 33 minutes. Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they range between... Th- the, lo- the longest one so far has been 44 minutes. Okay, I thought yeah. I saw 45 on one of them, but that, maybe that's yeah. what I saw. And that was this last recent episode. The first three were really short, well, in my opinion. I expected more full hour length, you know, right, television. Right. Of course, that... 30, 34, 30, 40 minutes is probably what you would get on a television show without commercials. With commercials. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if it was commercials. Once you, cut, once you remove the commercials, yeah. Right. It's as long as it needs to be. Yeah, I mean. I have spoken. <laughs> it's really good. Man, it's so good. So there's all kinds of fan excitement and Easter eggs and wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and did you see this and blah, blah, blah. And I want to talk about briefly the one in, in in episode three that I absolutely lost it, and I cannot believe so far I have not seen anybody on the internet talking about this Easter egg. And it's when he goes to get paid, and Carl Weathers pulls out the Buscar container, or uh, uh, not Carl Weathers, uh, uh, Warner Herzog pulls out the Buscar container and sets it down. Did anybody but me recognize this thing? Oh, that it was the ice cream cooler from It's the Empire ice cream Strikes cooler Back. from Empire Strikes yeah. oh. Back. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed It's that. the same model. Or ice cream maker, I guess. I yeah. fell out, and Patrick and I was like, what? It's what are we little, missing? What did we do? It's a little stubbier, but it's... Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. It's, it's... No, I saw that, too, and I, I thought, oh, they're, they're, that was my first thought, was, oh, they're qualifying what that was on best. But you, you know that, <laughs> yeah, Easter egg, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. What's the guy's name? Ice cream maker guy? or Ice cream... Ice cream freezer guy? Ice I can't remember. I, 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 <laughs> something ridiculously silly. It's like IFG is the guy's name. It, and I think it stands for like ice cream maker guy or ice cream freezer guy. IMG. But yeah, I, I <laughs> fell out. I lost it. And everybody's like, what are we missing? What do you know that we don't? <laughs> but yet, yeah, you know, I no, saw that. We I, all want to talk about the cloning emblem <laughs> on the guy's jacket. It's like, talk about the ice cream maker. <laughs> I noticed that. And I was like, oh, they qualified that uh, device that the guy's carrying on Bestman and then went on with it and didn't even think about it. Nobody bringing that up. But yeah. Well, I caught it. So there you go. <laughs> At least I'm not the only one. But the internet is quiet on this. I would have thought that's. Well, a f- why haven't you brought it up? I don't want to be that the guy. one. We have, we've got forums that we're part of that you could bring that up in. I just did. <laughs> Traveling the Vortex exclusive Star Wars Easter oh, it's, it's egg. There you go. There somewhere, I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm sure it's yeah, I just, I, You just need to get a picture and post for a screen capture from that, screen capture from the guy running in Best on Bestman with it. I just I'm just shocked. I thought for sure that would have been the thing. That would have been the water cooler topic the next day. And it was not. <laughs> Fandom let me down. <laughs> Maybe you and I were the only ones impressed by it. <laughs> well, John Favreau was impressed by well, it. Well, obviously. He, he, I guarantee he was standing there and set giggling <laughs> through the whole thing. Come on, guys. You get this, right? You get it, right? No? All right. What are you so excited about? Yeah, I'll tell you later. <laughs> no, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Our Disney Plus has mostly been frozen, however. You got a little one watching Frozen all the time. Yeah. Even though she's seen Frozen, now that she can watch it whenever and whatever, it's, it's on Frozen. demand. Yeah. 
I've been introducing Shy to a lot of the classic, um, not that, you know, again, I already own 99% of what's on Disney+. Yeah, Plus. But, you know, just the fact that it's there at the fingertips. And so she watched 101 Dalmatians and with much complaining. The live action or the, the uh, animated. animated? Is that the one you were referencing when you said that they make it home in time for Christmas so it's a Christmas movie? Yep. Well, that could be applied to uh, Lady and the Tramp, too, because that ends at Christmas as well. Oh, you're right, it does. Yeah. I will have to add that to my Christmas movie list. I don't think that qualifies either one of them, but 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 no, I I, I have since after our discussion last would... time, I, I have since broken apart my Christmas movie list into these are legitimate Christmas movies, these are movies that are set at Christmas time, these are movies that have a Christmas scene in them, <laughs> you know. So so depending on my my mood, I can I bounce back you. and forth. Right. But no, she didn't want to do it because you know, I want to watch Frozen or I want to watch Trolls or whatever the, the you know whatever it was that day. It's like no, we're gonna you got to pick the last one. I'm picking this one, so I put on Dalmatians and she. She has watched that thing like five times oh, is now. That right? <laughs> so then I watched. That's the, a short one too. So yeah. So then we watched the Aristocats, and she's on her third or fourth rewatch of that one. Oh, I mean, she's just good. digging these. Nice. So then I pop in Robin Hood, which is one of my favorites. No interest. No interest whatsoever. <laughs> Couldn't sit still yeah. for it. Got up, wandered off halfway through, and I was like, "Well, rats." <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot going on in that one for a while, so maybe she gets bored. It's Robin Hood. How can you be bored? It's a little dry. Oodalali. It's good songs. It's got some really good songs. But it's Peter Ustinov. It's got some lengthy dry moments in it for a Disney. Ah, you're nuts. No, it does. It's good. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I like it. I like it. I like it more now as an adult than I did when I was a kid. So now, Lady and the Tramp has got that. dry moments. Oh, I agree with that as well. Yeah. We watched that one too, and both of us were like, <laughs> well, what? Oh, they still haven't watched. They're the still live, singing. Okay. Watch the live action one though. I need to. I was saving it for movie night with family, but nobody else is interested. So I guess I'll just watch it. Right. <laughs> there you go. You guys watch anything else? Mel and I went and saw Ford versus Ferrari today. How is it? It's as of right now got my pick for best film of the year. Oh wow! Now that's obviously we're only into December, so none of the big heavy hitters have come out yet. It was wildly entertaining. Uh, it was funny. It was exciting. It, I'm not even a race fan. And I was just riveted on the edge of my seat through a good chunk of this. Hmm. Really well. And uh, Matt Damon and uh, Christian Bell have fantastic chemistry. They're just, they play off each other like nobody's business. It was really good. And we saw Knives Out earlier in the, the week. Ooh, how's that? Really good. Really, really good. It's unusual. I think in this day and age, when when you when you're doing a whodunit, and your audience goes into it knowing that it's a murder mystery, it's like okay, you're going to pull the rug out from under me. There's going to be red herrings. There's going to be MacGuffins. There's going to be, you know, you are going to lie to me, and mm -hmm. I prepared for that. So I'm watching for everything, and the fact that I still didn't see it coming, although in retrospect I probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> that that to me is like okay, that's the highest compliment I can I can pay a movie nice. of this type. And the cast is uh, just to die for. No pun intended. That's one I really want to see soon. Don't know if I'll get to, but I really want to. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, should we move on to news? Oh, there's so much news. There's a lot of news. When a lot we, of series. When we take a week off. Yeah, a lot of Series 12 news. Uh, we got two trailers and a release date. According to Radio Times, it's Christmas. <laughs> and the Radio Times is wrong. BBC has announced <laughs> that it is the first episode entitled Spyfall. 
airs New Year's Day with all the rest of the series airing subsequent Sundays. So we're going to get part one of Spyfall. Is it Sundays? Sundays. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Okay. Part Easter, one of Spyfall, New Year's Day. Part two of Spyfall, January 5th. And then Sundays from there on out. And we've already used Spyfall as the, or Skyfall as the feedback theme song, so I can't do that. <laughs> Unless do you it, just rewrite it. Do it again with yeah, different words. Again. <laughs> so what did you guys think of the trailers? They, they look pretty exciting. Yeah. I, mean, I think they're spoilerific, but... Um... <laughs> but without any context, it's yeah, hard to know what they are. That's true, but... I mean, than, although we knew Cybermen were coming, we knew J- Jadun were coming. We didn't coming, have an official knew... announcement on Cybermen. Yeah, that's true. It was just set pictures. Yeah. Which but were pretty clear. We knew they were coming. So. Yeah. Yeah, but let's be honest. We we flipped our lids over the fact that the Movellans showed up in that one trailer, and they weren't really in the series. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were. They were in that one scene with the Daleks. Yeah. So in, in any of the quick flash monster bits are like, Eh. <laughs> maybe they'll be there, maybe not. I'm excited for the Zord Law. <laughs> See what they do with it in yeah. Series 12. That'll be interesting. It's a dark, gritty look change to it. Yeah, it is, but I, all the better. <laughs> You're not fooling me. Not fooling you what? You're not fooling me. It's that, in the trailer. That That's bait. It's in the no, trailer. no. Oh. Okay. Sean's going to have quite the surprise. I guess so. <laughs> Sean, what did you think of the trailers? Uh, they were they were good. Uh, you know, upbeat, exciting, action-packed uh, bunch of clips thrown together to assault my eyes. <laughs> I it's it's a trailer. I can't get. Yeah. I, I'm not wowed well, a, by it, it because it's just a. It's a season hype trailer too. Yeah, 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 hype trailer. So Good you don't get it. a lot of, uh, as you said, context with the shots, but they, they, they issue a lot of action. In it's it, not so. like the bump, 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 bump season four trailer where Martha comes up out of the goo and you're like, oh, holy crap! You know, the, the, yeah. it never had that moment yeah. to it. Yeah. So it's it's just it's a hype trailer, and it's like I can't get hyped over hype trailers. <laughs> cool, Doctor Who's coming back! Yay! She's still got silly pants on with her tuxedo, but eh, okay. I like the new tagline for this season, Space for All. Yeah, I do like that. I like that. The uh, the, the print and uh, uh, slogan departments are on point this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what the, else? And the slight tease to the overall arc or somewhat what, what, what it's implying to the arc I'm intrigued by. What's it implying? Well, the something's coming for her. Oh, oh, that yeah, aspect. Yeah. It's. I have a hard time believing. Something's always coming for the yeah, doctor. Yeah. So, so. Uh, other news: <laughs> more casts, guest casts have been announced. I'm going to butcher this name because I never know how to pronounce it. Goran Viznek, Vizjek, Vizjek. He is from ER. He played our ER. Our ER. Oh. Um, and he was. In Extance front with Halle Berry. Uh, most recently, he was in. Hold on, he's, uh, he's the little bald doctor, right? No, no. he's the t- 
tall. Oh no, he's the long dark hair. Yeah, the Croatian or whatever he was. Yes. Yes. Okay. It appears he's playing. Oh, okay. I know he's Tesla. Oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah, I did see him. Okay, I did. See, okay. He was in the trailer. He, uh, he totally looked familiar to me. That makes, now that you say yes, that, that, that makes sense now. Yeah. Most okay. recently in Santa Clarita Diet, and then yeah, previously in Extend. I know who and, you're talking about in yeah. ER as well now. So yeah, so he's going to be in the show as well as Robert Glenister, who previously appeared in the Caves of Adrizani. Ooh, classic alum. Yeah. Of course, playing a different character oh, this time. Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are two more guest stars. That At least they, you get too announced. excited. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we've already had an uh, Arizona uh, callback. So. It's true. In a Christmas special, they're not giving a lot of details, <laughs> but I think we can. Um, they actually didn't even officially announce that. The one guy is playing Tesla, but based off the trailer, yeah, you, the yeah. mustache, the hair, and this quote, I've always been a huge fan of Doctor Who, so when the offer to play one of my favorite people in history came, it made me so happy to be a part of the show, and it turned into this awesome dream job. <laughs> Exciting stuff. Yeah. What else you got on the list? The last bit of news I have is that now all of Doctor Who Infinity has been released, so you can play that all of the game if you want. Woohoo! Yeah. yeah. What's Infinity? That's that legacy replacement game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yay. And John Barrowman appears to be recovering from his neck injury. Yeah. Uh, did we not get it on the news that uh, the first issue of the return of the 12th Doctor in Titan Comics... Should we team it up with the 10th Doctor? We had that previously. Oh, we did? Yeah. You mean the 13th? Yeah. 10th? 13 and 10 are th- thir- teaming thir- up. Thir- 13 and 10, not 12 and 10. Yeah, you said 12. I'm sorry. 13th and 10. <laughs> yes, you're right. I'm going, no, I'm sure it was. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it was the 10th. Oh, yeah. yeah no, that, sorry, that, that part you were right on. <laughs> did we already announce that? I think we had that a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. Well, I must have slept during that. I'm sorry, Keith. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Everybody's entitled I just saw on. that. I just saw that today. Oh, so. yeah. I'll be darned. Okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> and there's been some new announcements on the little figures, but we haven't really been keeping track of those. So they're, they're doing the first three, the first TARDIS team and the most recent TARDIS team as box sets together. So you can get 13 Yaz, Ryan, and Graham as a box set, and then you can get... The Doctor, Susan, Ian, and Barbara as a box set together. Are these the um, the Eagle Moss kind of? I believe uh, that's what they are. Yeah, those are cool. I really like them because they. I guess we needed to talk about them. They they, they, re- <laughs> they remind me of the figurines from the Five Doctors. Yeah. And so, if I were to start collecting them, which would be a colossal mistake at this stage. <laughs> I would feel compelled to try and build a little lighted podium with the dark tower in the middle of it that I could put all these figurines on. Well, just do that and only buy the five doctors. The first five doctors. Yeah, but I'd also have to get a pair of velvet gloves. So. <laughs> <laughs> the velvet gloves of Rassilon. So I can put them down. All right, well, should we move on to feedback? No feedback this no week. Feedback we want to get right week. on to the Macro Terror. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about with two discs. So, the Macro Terror. The Macro Terror. 
You took my case. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to read the synopsis? We've already reviewed it. Oh, we're going to review it again, aren't we? Lost since its first airing in the UK over 50 years ago. That's Doc- a different synopsis, too. Yeah, totally yeah. different synopsis. Doctor Who, the Macroterror, has been painstakingly recreated as a full-length animation in both color and black and white, an incredible reimagining of a lost classic. The Doctor and his companions arrive at a, on a human colony for the fu- in the far-flung future. The colony outwardly appears to be happy and carefree, but behind its cheerful exterior, the colony has been secretly infiltrated by a race of genetic parasitic creatures called Macra. The Macra brainwashed the human colonists to mine toxic gas in the levels below the colony, ruling the settlement from a control center in the heart of the main city. They scuttle around at night looking for food. The doctor's friend Ben is soon taken over by the Macra, and under their malign influence, he turns against the doctor. As their influence spreads, the Doctor sets out to bring an end to the Macra Terror. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed this. This story is even better animated than it was reconstructed. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It, yeah. it does It does wonders for it, truthfully. It just... Well, it, it helps to elevate it to... A new, I mean, first of all, there's just the... Man, do I love seeing real moving pictures with the you know original dialogue and sound effects and stuff. That just, I, I, I mean, I say this every time, but I mean, no disrespect to the guys at Loose Cannons or people putting the, the the photo compilations together for these reconstructions, but it's just not the same. It, it's I don't know why, but it's so much harder for me to suspend my disbelief i think i'd almost rather have it as just audio and listen to it like a big finish than to have this tantalizing piece of what was and not get there and so when you animate it it suddenly moves it up to that next level of you know okay yeah now we're we're, it's, it's in my mind this is the next best thing to having the actual episode back if i can't have that i want it animated right but with this story in particular I mean, we're dealing with giant crabs, (laughs) which on the surface is kind of ridiculous. And when you're dealing with a show like Doctor Who, obviously they didn't have the budget for real giant crabs. I mean, we we didn't go and build a, a, you know, maybe a piece of one or something that you would catch in the, oh, there's the claw. But you're never going to get a good visual of them. They didn't have CGI at the time, so they couldn't do it that exactly. way. Exactly. And so doing it animated is almost like, yeah, that's, that's, that's even better than than trying to mount this production in live action because, yeah, we're going to show you the crab. There it is. Oh, it's scary. Okay. But what's great about how they animated it was they stayed true to how the show would have done it. They Mm -hmm. didn't go over the top or make massive changes or try to amp up the action or do more than what they actually had the crabs doing on the show. They didn't make any major modifications, for my in my opinion. They did. <laughs> they did. <laughs> they made a ton. Oh, well. um, uh, but I think I I don't have a problem with them taking those liberties with that, and the reason being is because and, and there's a really good if if you get a chance watch uh, there's a YouTube uh, video called Comparing Doctor Who the Macro Terror 1967 versus 2019. It's on Josh Snares. Uh, YouTube channel and he does a lot of Doctor Who stuff. It's really great stuff. Uh, he does a side by side comparison of a lot of it. It's only about ten minutes. He doesn't do the whole thing, obviously, but he does some hits some of the key points. And he pointed out the fact that even back when they did the Macroterra, the 
production crew was not was never happy with what the macro looked like. They never were happy with the result they got. They went with what they had. And so in that aspect, animating it and taking some creative liberties is actually okay in that sense that you're improving on something that they wished had been better anyway. Um, he also, but he does point out that to some of the specifications of, uh, one of the big things is they cut a huge scene out of this. And when they cut out the, 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 uh, uh, spiffy machine or whatever it was called. It's I noticed that. Yeah. And, and that, you know, they, they end up forcing the doctor into it. And the producer of the animation says they cut it for, for both time and the ability to do it in animation would not have done it justice, which I disagree. Cause if you can do it in live action with the limitations they had back in the day, I don't see any reason why you couldn't do it. And he doesn't go into very much detail other than saying it would have been difficult to do with the constraints that they were working under. And it must have mm. been it must have been budget and time right. is where they were. Um so they have cut that out. And there was there was a lot of backlash, especially when this came out in the UK that they cut that and they were people were upset with that. But I it, was upset it wasn't there. That was one of my favorite bits. It's very unneeded though for the story. Because if you look at it as a whole, there's it's it's unnecessary other than the fact that it it's does a, add to the uniformity of the of the colony, but it's not. It's really not entirely necessary for the plot of the. Of oh the, yeah, it's, the it's episode which they prove with this. It's predominantly there as a bit of comic relief in the beginning of the yeah, story. Yeah. yeah, and so that that there is cut. But he, you know, he po- he points out. Josh Nares points out that there are a lot of of shots that they they used the the telesnaps that exist for this and and you can see that the the framing is is very much the same so they did and and if you look at the sets in fact they there's a uh a picture gallery on the discs that that show a lot i was really surprised it's just empty sets but it's just a lot of shots of the sets and uh if you look at the animation that they've done it they've done they've done the sets very near to mm. uh, what it is but as far as the macro go no there in fact there there are more macro in the room in control than there is in the in that the, was the yeah, case. in the episode there was only one white one in there this one they they put a lot more macro they do a lot more with the uh Jamie exploring and the macro following him there's a, there's a lot more going on there than there was in the the television because they were limited with how many macro they had right. you know they obviously had i think three working models i think i read somewhere uh two large ones and then the white one that's on the other side of the door on that that particular scene so so they they took a lot of liberties in fact the macro design is is a lot different than it is if you look at the the still that they have or a couple of stills that they have of it it's it's the the macro in the original uh televised version is a lot narrower and sort of taller these are more crab-like and long elongated they're a little more menacing if you ask me oh, yeah. in this um they they did stick with the colorization uh of the eyes i had read somewhere that the eyes actually do did glow yellow in the uh uh, designed ones that they had so they did stick with that kind of stuff but they took a lot of liberties with the macro which i think again if you're going to do an animated thing with monsters in it and you don't have a lot of reference material i think you're you have the okay to, to take some liberties we're not going to see it exactly as it aired in this situation but that being said the reason i'm mostly okay with it is because the reconstructions are on these discs. Oh yeah, they release the reconstructed episodes on these discs. So 
that still exists if you're one of those purists that want mm-hmm. to, you know, and it, it as close to the representation as it was, you, you still have that. I, I guess my point was more the fact that if even though they took liberties, it didn't feel like they had taken them so far that it didn't seem like it was some... Had had they actually built yeah. the macra the way they had wanted to and the way they had envisioned the macra in, the 19, in 1967... I would imagine it would have wound up a lot more like this than how it actually wound up on film. Yes, I think that, you're that, right. I think yeah. that's my point, is we, they didn't add any giant action scene of Macra's storming the castle or doing something beyond what they would have been able to do within yeah. the confines of 1967. No, you're right. It's more along the lines of Tenth Planet, where we just added a bunch more Cybermen. Right. Because if we're yeah. going to do it, let's... Let's really ramp the the menace up in that way. That oh wow yeah that's totally what that should have looked like. Right. But we know they didn't have the budget for it. It's that kind of thing. We just now there's more macro. Okay, cool. That that to me is and made them look more menacing. Yeah. yeah. A little more gore around the fangs. Well, there's a lot more. There's there's a lot more tense scenes there too. Uh, with with when Bill and Ben and Tapali first see the macro. Uh, the one that, that, that nearly attacks the Doctor and uh, what's-his-name in the first episode, and then especially with Jamie running around in the tunnels after he's escaped. Uh, there's a lot more there going on, which I always thought the first time that I read or that I listened to the uh, constructed animation, of the, or not constructed animation, constructed audio of this one with the, the Annika Wills uh, linking narration was my first experience with the Macro Terror, there's a lot of dead space where she's reading a lot or she's saying a lot that's going on, but it's really hard to imagine what's going on, even with her describing what's happening. Yeah. And th- that's that was this fully realizes those scenes that I felt were a lot of dead air in the original reconstructions, both uh, the audio and the, the visual reconstructions that we watched that Loose Cannon put together. And so th- they that did a, 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 a immense <laughs> immense amount of, <laughs> of of justice to a lot of that uh, s- episode three, I think it is. So yeah. it almost makes up for losing the uh, washematic. Yeah, washematic. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, but they did keep in the uh, Highland Fling scene with the dance. Yes, so I was. <laughs> I was very happy with it that that was still in there for that. The sake of of just the the joke of you, then you fling yourself out the door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's good stuff. The disc's full of all kinds of great stuff. I don't know if you guys know the uh, there's the the audio uh, version that was released in 1992 Two. is on the disc as well, and it's got Colin Baker doing the linking animation or the linking audio narr- oh. uh, yeah narration on it. So because there were two released, there was one by uh, with Colin Baker from 1992, and then Annika Wills did one later. Um, that was released by BBC Audio. And so you get basically both versions because the Annika Wills linking narration is with the reconstructed with the ones. Yeah. And the Colin Baker one is the uh, 92 audio release. So that's on there as well. I'm, I, I'm so pleased with this this disc set. The, 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 the things that, that bother me about it are the fact that, A, there's no mention of a North American Blu-ray release, which really ticks me off. Um, and the 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 uh, cover of this is terrible. I mean, it's just it, it, it's. I say it's terrible. It's just it's it's unimaginative. It's. Yeah. It, I don't know why. Uh, with 
such great animation in this story that they do just to give us a shot of the doctor with a with what you can finally or you if you really look close to make out that that's a macro looming in the background it's just i don't know they could have been more creative i'm not i don't i i i have said before that you know it's upsetting me that they're releasing this stuff that doesn't match our north american uh, releases as we're collecting these as we go along but um this one i mean so i i've gotten past the fact that you know we've got the logo change and all that it's just but this just this looks lazy it looks really lazy well it doesn't appealing it it. it doesn't say buy this disc which you know a picture is worth a thousand words and so often the cover art for a a movie or a dvd it's so integral to catching somebody's eye on sitting on the shelf and going oh yeah it's supposed to get that's that's your that's your first your first impression you got to get people excited for that whether it's a doctor who fan or not right i mean admittedly yeah the doctor who fans are automatically going to buy it but i want to be the doctor who fan that goes into the store and sees it on the shelf and goes <gasps> it's out and grabs it and just pours over it and this was just kind of like i'm gonna buy it because i need it for the collection <laughs> i mean there, there's a real well i still did the <gasps> <laughs> I'm gonna buy this because I need it, but it, but it just—I'm really disappointed. There's a real letdown yeah. in the in the in that element of it. As far as the Blu-ray goes for North America, this is just a guess, but I I would guess that with as we've kind of speculated that there's this eventual plan that they're going to do the Patrick Troughton box sets. They probably don't feel that there's a need. But they're putting out the Blu-ray in the UK. But the UK is a different market. They, they, there's a there's a much bigger fan base, I think, in in the UK that they know they can. You think there's a more of a double dip? Yeah, uh, that's yeah. I, I I think in the American market, they they kind of as as we've said with you know our our consumption of box sets that or the key to time box set the this box set that we want that kind of nature to it, and so they're already throwing this out there on DVD probably for the purists or the collectors among us that already have almost all of them. Okay, we're going to give you that. And then if you really want the Blu-ray, this is the format we'd prefer you to spend your money on because you're going to get it that way later. So that's just a guess. but With the purchase of the Macro Terror and the purchase of Dragonfire this week, I am Congratulations. Now, I am now <laughs> one disc away from a complete collection of Doctor Who on DVD. What one disc are you missing? <sighs> the Invasion. Oh, Ooh. yeah. So, there is uh, copies on Amazon for about 60 bucks. So, if uh, my co-hosts and maybe listeners of the show <laughs> want to pitch in and get Glenn a Christmas present um, to finish his Doctor Who collection on DVD, uh, Ghostlight, thanks for the heads up on that. Because I, as soon as you mentioned it as soon as you texted us i immediately got on there and bought it because that was one of the ones that i needed really badly um it's obviously one of these re- they're doing the reprints yeah, which is yeah. great it's fine i mean it's, you can tell it's a reprint like the, the cover looks exactly the same but when you open the up the disc has this real kind of flat like we've uh, just quickly done a, a, a face print <laughs> on it it's not as it's not as quality as the the old face of the dvd but i'm fine with that because it's authentic so it's from bbc so plus you flip it over and it's got kind of that purple this has just been burned you remember the oh yeah you remember the old dvd burners the, well you still can buy them but 
it, you always bought the discs and they were purple. That's <laughs> that's clearly how they're doing these. They're they're, huh. they're literally they're on demand. Huh. But I'm st- again. I, I could uh, I could temporarily well, trade you my copy of the invasion for your copy of Curse of Fenric. <laughs> <laughs> you can just have a timeshare and just switch between the two of you. You should just hold off though, because that Curse of Fenric's good. Here's my thing: Curse yeah. of Fenric will be a reprint. I guarantee that'll end up. Here's my worry about the invasion: is because it's Cosgrove Hall, and they folded. Yeah. I have a feeling there's a rights issue with having being able to reprint that one, and I, I I'm just just I I may be over worrying about it, but it's I just have this feeling that there's a, there's a reason why we haven't seen that one on these reprint lists. Although I hadn't seen Ghostlight on any reprint lists, and then it just and then showed, it showed up. up, out of up so, um, so and sixty I, is a big drop from what it used. It to is because it was over a hundred bucks for a long time. Yeah. Oh, believe me, I've been watching it for a long time. <laughs> Uh, fifty nine ninety nine, I think, is the the lowest I've seen it come down. Hmm. Which, now that I'm, it's within reach, and it's not over a hundred dollars anymore. It's one of those. I'm I'm waiting. It's on my Christmas list. So I'm going to wait till after the first of the year, but it'll probably be one that maybe get some Amazon money. I and... have to pay the sixty bucks for a DVD, <laughs> which uh, sixty dollars for a DVD. If it makes you feel better, it breaks down to less than ten dollars an episode. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. Is there what eight parts on that one? Yeah, that's, that's an eight true. parter, and it's such a good one. Yeah, it is. It's, it, <laughs> it's it, worth it's the totally sixty dollars. Yeah, I, I know. I agree with that. I agree with that. But anyway, Macritera. back, back to Macritera. <laughs> Sorry, I had to segue just to pat myself on the back for back for being almost there. I'm very excited that you're that close. Well, it, it's been a lot of hunting on ebay and finding the best deals and of course these reprints that that, that, that bbc has done is, is helping because when they bring it it brings it down to an 18 dollars price point it's like yes take my money do, do you find <laughs> yourself getting a little meh i mean now now that you're this close to the end like the hunt was part of the excitement of it and that now that that's kind of winding down you're just like yeah i got one left no <laughs> not no. at all nope nope back in the day when I used to collect lots of stuff. That was always kind of the thing when I reached the end of the collection. I was like, oh, you know, the hunt was almost more fun than having this stuff. Not with this Doctor Who stuff for some reason. I, I just, uh, I'm ready to be done and, and complete. <laughs> and, the hunt's been and, going on so long. And I think part of that's because now I'm all, and I've been trying to stay on top of it as is, you know, evidence with me buying the John Pertwee box set is I'm going to try to stay on top of it this time with the Blu-rays. As they come out, I'm going to buy them so that I'm not behind chasing things that go way up in value, you know, years later because I didn't buy it when it was out in retail. So, no, I'm I'm ready to be done with the DVDs so I can focus on the Blu-rays that are coming out. So. <laughs> are you going to keep both? Yeah, for a while, for a while anyway. Do so you need that shelf space? Well, yeah, and because, I mean, they, they look great together and... Um, you know, there's a few things out of place. The power of the Daleks and Macrotera have a different spine. The I I went with the Blu-ray for Spearhead from Space, so it's a different look too. But, um, yeah, no, I'm, I, and probably because we won't have all this stuff on Blu-ray, you know, all of it. So right. I have access now. It, obviously, some have become my DVDs have become obsolete as the seasons come out for the Blu-ray, but. So you just pull those chunks of DVD off and 
put that and put the DVDs in a box. Nah, because I, like I like the I love the complete look of all those discs next to each other. Like They're that. so pretty. It is so pretty. You moved yours. Oh, no, they're over there. Yeah. They're <laughs> so pretty. Back which to the Mac Terra, though. Which, which is why I will need you to uh, get me a, a, a Mac Terra DVD sleeve that matches, <laughs> matches your the rest of the pretty, yeah. because this one's not. Did you put the power on that I gave you already? Have you done that? I did. You did. I think. I still have the power sleeve because my OCD doesn't allow me to toss the sleeve. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even, even though that defeats the whole purpose of having the matching spine. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's like, all right, there, it matches. Now put the sleeve over it. Why? Well, I was going through and I was rearranging my discs to make room for the stuff that I bought, and I came across my box for beneath the, what's the, Oh, the the underwater uh, the Silurian. yeah, the Silurian two parter and the um, oh beneath the surface beneath the surface box set. <laughs> I still have the dang box, but then it's not on the shelf because I mean I think I have it on another Doctor Who shelf because those don't go together on yeah. the shelf. Yeah. They have to be separated. I, I I get the concept of this box, but I'm totally splitting that <laughs> box up. It's, it's not chronological. did, but I'm keeping the box because it's, it's Doctor Who. You got to go chronological. Anyway. This is a great. This is a great disc set. I, I I'm very pleased with it. With it, in in on the inside. <laughs> well, and they really loaded it up with extras too. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of bonus features. You know, there's uh there's commentaries. There's audio commentaries for everything. There's um, uh, photos and and uh, set pictures. I I watched a behind the scenes film. Yeah, I took the the behind the scenes film is uh, interesting. It is the it's a. Let's see if I can wrap my brain around how this was. It is a film that was shot in the '60s by this uh, model company that did the macra. This is only relation uh, to this particular story, but there are some. They 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 did some model work for Daleks. Uh, they did some model work throughout the '60s for some uh, Hartnell and, Tr and Trout stories. Uh, and I say model work, but I, like special, like uh, props and things like that. So, uh, but they did a lot of other stuff. And this is a film that was shot and submitted as a as a documentary film to some film festival, I guess, in the '60s. And it's it's all just shots of and, and it, there's no audio on it. In fact, the guy that's commentating on it, I think, was. I don't even remember who's commentating on it. But anyway, he's just discussing about their connection. But it's the same company that did the model work for Chitty Chitty Bang Bang as well. And the mm. interesting thing about it is when the video was submitted, when the movie was submitted, the film was submitted for whatever competition or film festival it was entered into, It uh, they couldn't say what that was, what the, the shots of that car was. And uh, because Chitty Chitty Bang Bang wasn't released yet, it was released like <laughs> a year or two later after that, after they had done it. So, huh. um, so it wasn't until after Chitty Chitty Bang Bang came out that people understood that oh, we were seeing the model of that car in this video. In this, <laughs> in this I keep saying video. What video was uh, interesting. Filmed. So uh, worth watching, but it was it's about twelve minutes of just listen to some guy talk about <laughs> all these different. <laughs> models that these are in props that these guys are working on so uh, but i'm glad they included it because it does have it eventually gets to the macro terror connection which is the fact that at the end they they show shots of the model of, mm -hmm. of the macro that they made and, and uh 
all the these guys working with <laughs> fiberglass with and without gloves or without any protection <laughs> or anything like that. And he makes the comment that he's that they they're just doing this without gloves or anything, which is not how you do it nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> you work in fiberglass, you got eye protection and hand protection. Oh yeah. So things we didn't know. Right. <laughs> I, once again, I, I was very impressed with the animation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so grateful that we've kind of settled on a style um, for these and that this is the style, <laughs> that it's not Reign of Terror style. Um, well, I went into it with, you know, watching the color version going, uh, I don't know, I kind of want to think it should be. It includes a black and white, but went into the color going, I don't know if I'll like this. And wound up really liking the yeah, color version because it really adds some things and helps clear. I think helps keep it clear of what's going on, like especially when Jamie's in the tunnel with, and having the green, uh, the gas that they are pumping through and mining be green. I think really helps adds another level of it. It just the color is just well thought out throughout all of it that it doesn't feel out of place, even though I know. I wouldn't have seen it in color initially. Right. Well, the thing is, five-sixths of Doctor Who is in color. Right. <laughs> this particular story, you know, obviously was shot in black and white, but when you're so used to seeing a lot of stuff, I mean, movies we watch nowadays are in color. It, it is, for us, our generation and on, it is much easier for us to watch colorized, or not colorized, but colored film and, and pictures and things like that. And it is it is more of a challenge, although I still love black and white film and I love old black and white films, but it still is a challenge for us to watch things in black, well, black and white because it's not something we're as used to as we are with color. And so we, if I think of that on my level and then look at the younger generations that, that just they don't watch anything in black and white, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate the fact that, that they've done this because it is more eye-catching. It is more... Uh, colorful. <laughs> well, I think there's a there's a difference for the animation too, because when you're filming in black and white, the depth is more apparent yeah. than when you're having Animated an animation in black, black and white, and, white yes. and the color helps add that depth it to does. it. Yeah, where right. the black and white almost makes everything just a flat two D, and instead of having a three D effect to the sets of everything. And that's the, where the the black the color really helps. It's one of the big challenges that I I don't believe that the early computer colorists took into account when they would colorize black and white movies. Oh, because yeah. when you shoot something in black and white, you have very carefully planned before you roll. You've got the lighting. You've got the, the the way the set is designed all plays into the fact that they know how this is going to look on camera on black and white film. And then you have to light that set to look that way and make sure that the color, uh, you know, the, the because obviously you're, you didn't build a black and white set. You have a color set that you're shooting in black and white. Right. So the colors on set have to be chosen in such a way as to give you that depth so that it doesn't look flat. And there's so much work that went into that. And then when the Ted Turner colorizing black black and white movies came out, it was just kind of like brown, blue, green, and they, they just didn't care almost. It was just like, yeah, slapping stuff on there. And it really ruined the integrity of a lot of these movies. This is almost the reverse. That's what I was about to say. Because the, the, the black and white animation being flat 
and and it depends a lot on the story too because like the invasion I, I I cannot even fathom a color version of the invasion which I think up until Power of the Daleks they animated it in black and white whereas I got the impression from Power of the Daleks and this that they animated it in color and then did a black and white and filter then did a black and, white transfer. and that's the bad that's that's the big difference is when you're focused on animating something in black and white you're not going to end up your your color palette is going to be uh, a much uh, much more of a or your your you're going to add those depths your palette and, is going to yeah. be yeah is going to be a much more broad uh black to you know white gray area uh, whereas in this you're right they're they're doing they're anim- they're animating it in color and then they're putting the black and white uh filter over it in order to give and that's where it's losing some of that it's kind of depth. the reverse problem yeah, is exactly. instead yeah, of colorizing really a black is. and white film or black, black and whiting white a color color. film and it, yeah. it's having the the same effect on it yeah. But I I like the Although fact that I did that they... watch some of the black and white, and I don't think it loses a lot. Um, the co- I, it was much more pleasant to watch the color, but I think that even the black and white in this, I think that it, it like I say, it doesn't lose a lot. And I wonder if maybe they they adjusted some of the chroma in there so that they don't. I wonder if they lose, lose a little bit more depth. from power yeah. and what to do differently. But as with power, I'm I'm grateful that they have both versions on. Yes, yeah, absolutely. You know, because the, the the purest in me. Yes, I would like that black and white copy. The realist in me, I'm probably going to watch the color version just because, as you said, it's a little more pleasing. It's a little more... Um, just what we're used to. I think we're it's a little more familiar. Color. Yeah. Anything else on this? I mean, Two-disc two set. Uh, they, they clearly had more money budget. They The, the animator said, the production uh, had said that it was... They had more time and money on this one, and I think it's it's obvious. Uh, Power of the Daleks, I was I was blown away by. I thought they did a nice job on that. This one is heads above better than even mm-hmm. Power was, and so if they continue on this path, and that's and, saying something considering it's a Dalek story. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How did you absolutely. one up a Dalek story? Absolutely. But they, they with did. the macro. With the macro. With the macro. We, we, we joked. We, we were like, like, well, what? what the macro why would you choose and of course then we rationalized that well it's mo- big scary monsters is so obviously they and i think we all enjoyed the story the initial time we reviewed it anyways. yeah yeah so I it's mean, not like we dislike the macro story it's just no. the macro as a monster are just a little ridiculous right right uh but it but it works in this. yes yeah. it works so well in this so um but uh just i if this is where they continue to put their Focus and as you said, we've landed on a style of animation that I think is is right. In fact, it's it's not the oversimplified. Um, uh, what was it, Moonbase? Yeah, uh, no, oh, no, uh, uh, the, the, the Ice Warriors. Ice Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the oversimplified <coughs> Ice Warriors, but it's not the Uncanny Valley <laughs> of uh, Reign of, of Terror. Reign yeah. of Terror, and so they've they've found that happy medium. And I think they've landed on. Uh, the Cosgrove Hall stuff has always been my favorite. It's just always been my favorite style of animation. I think they've landed on something that I will safely say is better than even Cosgrove Cosgrove Hall now. Yeah, and I, I think, think so. and I think because it's so near to it, but they've improved on the 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 flash animation style that Cosgrove had. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. It's it's just it's in the same style, but it's smoothed out a bit. Yeah. Well, there's there's more detail in it too. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think there's a lot more detail in it. And they're not even as as 
stoic moving as they were in Power of the Daleks. There's no. a little more fluidity to everything in this. So. No. It's still simplistic, but there's there's a little more comp- complex movement shots, which we noticed uh, in uh, Shada uh, yeah. with, with the animation on that. So. Yeah. Well, and again, back to the a, a lot of the backgrounds. I mean, the, the TARDIS interiors were gorgeous, which, you know, they took the time to put all the gizmos and whirly bobs and whatnot on the on the console and it's like that's that's dedication because it's only there for as we pan across it but you know. the uh the set for the uh um oh the big red room <laughs> in uh between where they where they when they first were dispatched to the uh what do they call them, the death gang or dead gang or whatever it was um when when they're first go sent to the yeah. to go work that first room they're in where the doctor stays as the supervisor and does the that, mathematics yeah and that yeah room yeah looked great yeah, yeah it really did animated really well back to the beginning though when I stuck the disc in and I started watching this <laughs> and it was in black and white I went did they screw my discs up because it says on disc one color version disc right. two black and white. I, did they screw my discs up? And so luckily I watched a little longer before I popped in the other disc to only be disappointed that I had two black and white. It starts in black and white. Which is great because it picks up where uh, whatever the previous story was that before that would have been in black and white and transitions into yeah. color, which I thought was very clever of them to do. So. I had the exact same reaction because I had let Keith borrow the, the second disc um, for the black and white version. And so I went and popped in my color version and it started off in black and white. And I went, oh, did I give him the wrong one? <laughs> and then I looked. No. Oh, man, did they label the disc That's wrong? what I thought happened to me. And then it changed into color, which not only is it clever from the previous episode to this episode, it's also almost kind of a, a, a call forward to the uh, the two doctors, where we start off in black yeah, and white. Yeah. and then well, Wait, do we? The two doctors? Yeah. You mean twice upon a time? No. Well, yeah, that one too, but... We start with five doctors. In black no, in in the two doctors we get Jamie and Troughton and the TARDIS, and it's in well, black that's and right. white. It is oh, in black yeah. and white. And then it goes right. to it goes you're to color. Right. At least that's what I thought of. They when do I that saw in that. five doctors too. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, that's because they're reusing black and white footage from <laughs> the, the only Dollar footage Dollar. of Hartnell in that. <laughs> or Vazer, Dalek Vazer. But yeah, no, it's just um, it's 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 well done, and it we'll have to put together. I know we 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 abhor doing top lists, but we'd have to rank our uh, the animated uh, didn't we do that once it seemed like did we, we did that when maybe when power came out I think we, we, we kind of arbitrarily did it we didn't yeah. it wasn't a planned thing but oh, we could do that it might be fun especially as we get more rain of terrors at the you're bottom gonna I'm gonna to, spoil you're, it. Gonna re, you're gonna force me to have to rewatch them though so. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh darn <laughs> I, you know what I will put rain of terror just slightly above uh, ice warriors oh <laughs> gosh uh, I don't know Reign of Terror is really bad. I appreciated Reign of Terror for the intricacy that they had. It was too much, but <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated it. Mm. All right. Well, Sean, what do we got coming up on the schedule? Well, more schedule changes. Um, <laughs> as as is always. The holidays have mucked everything up. <laughs> as is always the way this time of year. Uh, both holidays and new Who coming. Uh, so originally... Uh, we were going to do the War Doctor Series 1 from Big Finish, and that has been bumped. It has been indefinitely postponed. It's, it's almost indefinite. as if a time war broke out and erased it from the schedule. 
It's indefinite right now. We don't have a definitive okay. time when it's going to be on schedule. Oh, it's going to come back at saying, some point. We're not saying it's gone. We're just we, saying we have a rough, rough timeline of when it's going to come back. We, we kind of sort of think we know. Yeah. Um, but uh, instead, so we'll, we'll go ahead and skip a week into uh, the uh, classic Doctor's New Monsters, uh, which we've broken up that first series into two. So we'll do uh, Fallen Angels into Jadoon in Chains, followed by Harvest of the Sycorax and the Santarn Ordeal. And then our Christmas special uh, is uh, the Companion Chronicle from Season 5, Number 3, Find and Replace, and the Big Finish Short Trips, Season 6, Number 12, The Hesitation Deviation. So there's that, which should take us right up into New Year's for the start of New Who. And consequently, that means you can kind of plan on the next 10 weeks of the New Year being New Who. Because uh, that's kind of how we roll. We do those as they come out. And we'll get back to the War Doctor at some point in time after that. So I will uh, make amendments to the schedule online for those of you that like to follow along. Very good. We don't have any episode titles other than uh, Spyfall. 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 Well, be sure to check out the website for any updates on the uh, podcast. And while you're there, be sure you click on the Patreon link and consider supporting us. And remember, you can send comments to feedback at travelingthevortex.com or by clicking on the send feedback link on the website. Until next time, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.